Welcome to another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Justelitis. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Our podcast is brought to you thanks to the athlete specialists in team equipment and uniforms since 1978. We start out this week's podcast by talking sword game, right? You can't have this week and not talk about the sword game. So we start off with going over to Harrison and Coach Terry Peebles. And the Raiders last week had a Opportunity to take that game in as we did the call on 98.7 WASK against Arsenal Tech. What about five or six stops, I think, on uh, on turnover on downs last week for Harrison. They pitched their third shutout, their second in a row, the last time that they shut out uh, three opponents in a single season. They went down to the then Hoosier Dome for the state championship. Can this team do it again? Coach, uh, a mighty good and impressive uh, turnout for the defense last week just seemed like they were really on the ball against a, an Arsenal Tech team that had a couple of dudes. The running back was very stout. Uh, you had a quarterback that was nearly impossible to tackle in the backfield. But uh, your defense comes through with some very big stops. Well, the, obviously, we played uh, very well. Uh, we, you know, Coach Coach Wheat does a great job every week of, of putting us in good situations on defense. And, uh, you know, the players on defense are, are coming around a little bit. We, uh, we had a great game from interior linemen, uh, Anthony Hill, Jason Foster, and uh, Coy Brook that all rotated in a defensive tackle and, and really kind of helped us out when we needed it. We bent a little bit, uh, gave up some yards in the middle of the field, but, it, but every time they got down into the red zone, we were, uh, we were able to, to put the clamps on them and, uh, and hold them out of the end zone. So, uh, it was it was it was a good day. Anytime you get a shutout, it's it's a good day. I know they had a they had a real big back uh, back there that uh, caused some problems. But yeah, you guys did a great job. I think was I think we're up like five or six turnover on downs that you guys forced. I mean, it's not too often you get that many situations where it's uh, fourth down and shorter fourth down in that area of the field. Uh, I think that speaks uh, volumes about what your defense is capable of to be put in that situation, uh, you know, constantly and and yet still they're standing pat. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, you know, we're, we're happy with them. We, we, we still uh, are not tackling quite as well as we need to, or we probably wouldn't be down in those goal line situations quite as much. Um, but, but, but all in all, we're getting better each week on defense, which is good. Um, so, you know, hopefully it'll uh, carry over this week because we're going to need it to. Yeah, that's the big one. It's the sword game against McCutcheon. Uh, when you take a look at uh, Ken Frahiger's squad this year, what are you seeing on tape? Well, you know, obviously they, they always, uh, you know, play hard. Uh, they're always well coached, and they're always in the in the right positions. Uh, they're very, um, you know, they don't change up what they do a whole lot, uh, especially on defense. You know, they line up in what they line up in, and their kids are, are very well taught, and uh, and they they just play fundamental, smart football. And then their offense, obviously, everything goes through their quarterback. Uh, he, you know, he's a he's a tough kid. Uh, he, he's obviously a leader on the field. Um, you know, and all, all eyes are are going to be on him on Friday night, I would guess. And then, like I said, defensively, they they have some really good players. Uh, number seven, their defensive tackle, and number seventeen, their middle linebacker. I mean, they just kind of jump off the film. Uh, you know, the effort they give. So, uh, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, but anytime you're playing for the sword, it, it's always going to be tough. I know a lot of these teams that uh, you, you face, uh, people like uh, you know Jeff, and I know you guys had uh, the uh, West Lafayette game and the scrimmage and stuff. Uh, they, they tend to be a lot faster. You guys are very fast on the outside, though, but it uh, just always seems to be like 
McCutcheon, no matter uh, who it is who has the ball, it always ends up being a, a much more physical game than anybody likes. Is that something uh, that you would agree with, something you're going to have to prepare for this week? Uh, no question. No question. I mean, we're we're both teams that, uh, that you know, kind of like play old school football and, and, and kind of pound you a little bit. And, you know, they're, they're enormous. They're enormous up front. Um, like I said, number seven on defense is I think six four two fifty five. You know, their center and two tackles are, you know, you know it looks like they're about six five. You know, got to be two hundred ninety pounds or something like that uh, a piece. So uh, we don't have any guys on our team, you know, quite that big. But uh, but but we got some tough guys, and uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll we'll put up a fight. I know we've had this talk before, but I, I really think just looking at the sectional standings between. You guys, Harrison, Anderson, and Kokomo were in there, but you know both you guys haven't had any problem with Anderson and Kokomo so far. So a logic would tell me that uh, you guys more than likely are going to meet at one point in sectional 12. So how important is it that you come out here and that uh, you establish some kind of tone of, you know, if you guys have to run into us again, this is what you're going to have to run into, so you better be prepared. Yeah, I, to be honest, I don't know what Kokomo's like because we'll end up playing them next week. Um, you know, last year they started off 0 and 5, and, and they rattled off five straight wins, and 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 were a tough out in the uh, in the sectional for us. So, um, you know, we're, we're not really concerned about the sectional right now. There's you know a, almost a month left before we get to that. Uh, you know, the sword's a big deal to us, and beating our crosstown rivals is it, it, it's a big deal. So there's no no reason for for me or any of our players to to really look past Friday night. Uh, you know, we'll be focused on uh, we'll be focused on the, the here and now. Something I asked Ken Frahiger, and uh, I wonder if you have the same kind of thoughts, or, or maybe what you got to do is, I feel like you get very the kids get very hyped for this kind of week. You know, it's it's the sword, no question about it. But do you feel like early, especially early on in the practice week, you kind of have to keep them a little bit calm here. Don't let them get too uh, overdo it. Maybe early in the week, just getting too excited leading up to this matchup. Well, the, to be honest, you know, we're, we're doing a thing at Harrison and all our sports uh, called the Inside Out Initiative, uh-huh. and it really deals on, you know, the, the process more than, than, the, than the goal. Uh, so, you know, basically, you know, what it boils down to is are we doing what we're doing daily that are going to give us a good chance when the time comes to play? So I, I think our kids have done a really good job focusing on that. They realize, you know, if they don't do certain things on Tuesday, then they're not going to be prepared for Friday. So uh, I, I think we're okay there. You know, obviously, you know, when, I, when I really get worried about it is, you know, right before the game that the emotions get really high and then they go out and, and play and they lose their cool a little bit. But, uh, you know, I got a, a very smart group of kids uh, that's very focused. So, uh, so far early in the week that they understand that there's, there's a process and they have to do things, you know, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that are going to allow them to be successful on Friday. So I think we're, we're in good shape there. Terry Peebles, head coach of the Harrison Raiders. Sword game is Friday night. You can hear it on 98.7 WASK with myself and Clayton Duffy. Coach, uh, I always appreciate it, and best of luck this week. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, moving along, we head on over to Lafayette, Jeff, where – I got a bit of a scare Saturday morning, actually. I got a couple of texts, people asking me uh, about the status of Maximus Grimes. Now, uh, Jeff had no problem winning. They're not going to have a problem winning, I think, uh, with the rest of that NCC schedule. But uh, it got a little bit scary after I was told, and several people told me several different things. 
uh, about what had happened to him. So we had to get in touch with Pat Shanley and uh, get some clarification. First, Coach, before we get into all that, uh, let's go back to last week's game and uh, how your team performed. Yeah, um, you know, I thought we, I, I think, I think we were 18 to 24 uh, passing with Maximus. He did a great job, super accurate, um, just putting the guy, the, the ball right on people and, and those guys doing uh, what they need to do after catch. I thought we blocked really well, a couple holding penalties. Um, and, and again, that's a point of emphasis each week that, that we've got to continue to clean up our penalties. Um, but uh, overall, very efficient offensively. I thought Marquise ran really hard. I thought Thomas ran really hard. And, and uh, you know, again, the most important thing is, is we blocked really, really well. So defensively, um, aside from one drive, I think uh, Anderson put together a 14 or 15 play drive and they converted several third downs. Um, aside from that, I thought we played extremely, extremely well on defense. We had held them to negative 19 rushing yards. And, and our an interesting stat on the season, I think our defense has given up an average of 1.9 yards per rush. Um, so they're, they're playing really, really well. I know everybody wants to talk about our pass defense and, uh, and all that, but uh, you know, when, when you're forcing teams to throw it 30-plus times a game, and, and, and you play guys that, that have good athletes and good quarterbacks and are well coached. They're going to convert um, here and there. You know, you're not you're not going to sack a quarterback, and you're not going to and you're not going to defend every hitch or, or back shoulder fade and, and all of that either. So, nonetheless, I, I think our secondary is getting better every single week. I, I think our, our coaches are, are, are coaching their tails off and, and know that uh, we have plenty of areas to improve upon. So, we're excited with our growth. We're excited with uh, the improvement the guys continue to show, and, and uh, we're certainly not satisfied. And, certainly going to keep coaching really hard. Coach, uh, I, I texted with you a little bit on Saturday, uh, so i got to ask you, what can you tell us about Maximus Grimes? Uh, my understanding was that uh, he suffered a, a little bit of a lower body injury. Uh, what can you tell us about Maximus and what the plan is with him going forward? Yeah, so Dr. Hagen uh, got him in Saturday morning, and, and um, his dad and Dr. Hagen, uh, you know, they're, they're okay with us releasing the information, I suppose. It's, uh, we've got a, a knee sprain, um, so, you know, that can take – weeks to, to heal up so with uh with where we're at and who we have um as his backup and, and brady Preston, we're in really good position to continue to build depth um offensively um and, and, and let him rehab and and uh get get the strength back in that in that knee and, and make sure he's ready to roll for the playoffs so um he'll work really really hard as his rehab he's going to continue to stay sharp mentally and, and and make sure that he's handling everything that he needs to to handle but uh you know, I, I said at week one that, that uh, the two best quarterbacks in the county reside in Tippecanoe County, and, you know, Kyle Adams is really good, Maximus Grimes is really good. I'll tell you what, Brady Preston is special as well. So, um, you know, we, we've continued to, to keep him working at, at the quarterback position, and, uh, you know, we're excited that, that he's got an opportunity. Certainly, you know, feel bad for Maximus and, and, and all of that, but nonetheless, uh, Brady Preston um, has played that position at a very high level his entire life, and he's been in this offense since fifth grade. So, he knows what he's doing, and he's going to execute um, at a high level, and those guys are going to rally around for the next three weeks. So it'll be uh, Brady and Aza then uh, going forward 1-2? Uh, yeah. You know, and, you know, Bishop Johnson's played quarterback, too, and he's a pretty special athlete, so don't be surprised if you see a little wildcat. Well, I'll tell you what, the, you might as well. I mean, he plays every other facet of the game, right? He's returning the ball and everything, catch it. I mean, you might as well get him some quarterback reps in there. Why? Yeah, i got to fill out the resume, Coach, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever it takes to win, whatever yeah. it takes to get first down. That, that's kind of our motto. So, well, yeah, Bishop's, uh, he, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife and that, that he's scored touchdowns a lot of different ways this year, and he's a that pretty dynamic kid. So I think we'd be silly with the situation we're in to not continue to try to find ways to move him around and get him the football. One more road game for you, and uh, it's this week. You guys have to take that long trip out to Richmond. 
Uh, I know that's a bit of a bus ride. Does that, when you have that trip out to Richmond, as compared to, you know, just going right across the river, do you have to do anything uh, to prepare? I mean, how does the day, how does everything go? Do you have to change up anything in your routine uh, just to, to, to take that bus ride? Yeah, so, you know, if we want to make a run, you know, we're, there's a good chance we're going to have to, to go to Fort Wayne at, at some point or, or, you know, go to Elkhart County or something like that. So uh, we're going to talk this week and, and, and let the guys know, and, and we've done this in the past too, that, you know, a two-hour bus ride is just practice for the playoffs. So we've got to approach it like that uh, mentally. Uh, we will have an early release. Um, our buses will pull out of here at 2.30. There's some construction on 70 that we've got to work to avoid. Uh, we try to get to every away game about 5 o'clock, so, uh, or, or excuse me, two hours beforehand. So we're hoping to get in Richmond about 5.30. Um, uh, it would probably be a little bit after that. But nonetheless, um, you know, we just try to, we try to always adjust our schedule. Administration is great, and our kids make sure they get all their makeup work if they have an early release. Uh, but every, every time we go on the road, we try to get there about two hours before game time. So um, we'll continue, uh, I guess, with that routine and make sure our guys understand, again, it, uh, you know, this type of bus ride, it's not an excuse. Because if you want to make a run in the playoffs, you're going to have to have a two-hour bus ride. Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. But that's a, actually an excellent point that uh, I just not really considered. So when you take a look at the Red Devils on film, uh, what is it that you see and uh, what gives you cause for concern this week? Uh, Ken said it last week to you on the hammer. I, I know uh, they, they just play exceptionally hard. Uh, their head coach is a Richmond guy, and uh, obviously he has a lot of pride in this program and, and their community, and, and uh, you can tell that, that their kids feed off that. So they play really, really hard. Uh, they've got some young guys playing. Uh, and they, they have some key uh, returners off of last year's team that come back. They, they seem to run the ball really well uh, defensively. Their defensive line, uh, it, it's maybe not the top defensive line we've seen all year, um, but they, they've got some guys that can really cause problems and, and, and do some things. If you're not on top of your game, you know, that, that can cause you, cause you some problems. So we've got to make sure we're on top of things and, and, and really execute us and take care of us or else they'll make us pay. Coach Pat Shanley of the Jeff Broncos uh, heading into the home stretch. They head out to Richmond this week. Coach, uh, always appreciate you on, and uh, go Broncos. Hey, thanks a lot, Jared. Once again, appreciate all you do and appreciate all the support. So it seems like good news for the Jeff Broncos and for Maximus Grimes. Really glad to see that uh, they think that he's going to be back in time for the beginning of sectionals. So uh, get well soon, big guy. Jeff Broncos continue to roll, and uh, we'll get a look at some of those uh, backups. And uh, he's not the only guy nicked up a little bit over there. Uh, so uh, some chances to get some rest down the stretch. And, of course, with that four-team sectional, they'll get that first week of sectionals off for that additional week. So that's the good news here. Uh, our podcast being brought to you thanks to The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978. Selling all high school award jackets and spirit wear. The Athlete also offers game balls, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, soccer, or volleyballs. All the official sizes for your game. The Athlete at 2424 Teal Road. It's where I pick up all my hammer gear. It's great. Go talk to Joe and company. They're going to get you taken care of. So if you're looking for something specific, uh, you need to go check out Joe and The Athlete. Over there, 2424 Teal Road, happy to have them a part of the podcast. Now, uh, we did crown a brand new Athlete of the Month, right? We just turned into October. So uh, this month, the award goes to a Harrison cross-country runner, Caleb Williams. Dominated the Harrison invite, set the school record, get this, by over 30 seconds. Not, not, not a few seconds, 30 seconds. Pretty darn amazing. He was an amazing young man to meet. 
I was not prepared for how tall he was, though. Uh, but I got to meet him and his father, outstanding young individual. Here's that conversation. All right, Jared Jessalitis here with our Athlete of the Month, Caleb Williams of Harrison High School, cross-country runner extraordinaire. We normally don't do this based on popularity, but you are a very popular guy when it comes to the entries. Uh, a couple of the entries you got here, uh, you won the Harrison Invitational, 15-25 in the 5K. 30 seconds, uh, you broke the record over at Harrison. At 30, so, what, what, two or three seconds is not enough? you, you got to go and shatter it by, like, 30 seconds? You overachiever. You First off, congratulations on that. In that Harrison Invite, that's a big event, right? That's like 30-plus teams. So how many runners end up being in that? I actually don't know the total number. That's a lot. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot, though, right? <laughs> yeah, so, it's a pretty big meet. What's the challenge of that when you have that many runners there? I mean, do you have to – is it a, a fight to get out front for you? Is that more of a, hey, i got to kind of be patient, let things sort out, and then kind of make a move? Like, what are the challenges of having, like, a, a meet of that size specifically for you? Uh, for me, I just knew uh, some of the top runners coming in. I just look for them, try and stick stick on uh, them for as long as I can, and then just whenever uh, I feel it more towards uh, the 4K, just make a move and see what I can do. You know, I, I would think a lot of kids growing up, they, they, they dream about the bottom of the ninth, two outs hitting the grand slam. They dream about kicking the game-winning goal, uh, scoring the winning touchdown. I don't think a lot of people, or at least young kids, are thinking, man, I can't wait to shatter the 5K record in cross-country. So at what point did you go, hey, listen, uh, this running thing, this is this is for me, this is what I'm really good at, this is what I'm passionate about? Well, actually, I was always one of those kids saying I want to hit that grand slam yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, just really last year, my junior year, was when I realized running was what I wanted to do. I've been going back and forth between sports all all of high school and uh after last last year's cross country season I realized it was for me because you're you're a pretty tall kid. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of coaches that like a kid your size to play multiple sports. So I, I think it's I mean, there's not a lot of cross country runners as tall as you, right? I mean, you you yeah. kind of stick out a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what is your pre-race ritual like? Because I think there's a lot that goes into preparing, especially mentally, for uh, for some of these runs. Because, I mean, you take a look at there's, there's no crowds, really. There, there, you don't have a whole lot of coaches and stuff, like, right there in your ear constantly giving you critiques and feedback and stuff. So I think you got to be in a really good mental space. So how do you prepare for a race? Uh, it's nothing too complicated. I just kind of – I just try and stay relaxed. I don't try and get uh, too – I guess hyped up about it. I just get with my team, stay relaxed. We just go through our uh, normal 10-minute run and then uh, dynamic stretches, and we get to the line. What's practice like for you? I mean, I just assume that you're just basically running all all the time. Are you ever just like, you know what, I kind of would like just to switch it up a little bit, Coach. Can I just sprint for a little bit instead of trying to pace myself all the time? Uh, he he has a sprinting for <laughs> for uh, workouts and uh, and just yeah, every every couple of days we'll have some sprinting workouts, and then uh, the next day we'll have like a more of a long run. What makes a good cross country course in your mind? Uh, I got to think that there are some with some character. I, I don't know if it has like certain features or uh, a certain quality to them that you're like, hey, this is this is good for me. This is what I really enjoy running on. Uh, I really like them to, uh, I guess, have a lot of wooded areas, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, I seem to do better on courses that actually have like those big hills that everybody hates. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of them either, but I just feel like I perform better when I have that 
on the course. That sounds like the amphitheater a little bit to me, which apparently yeah. you're pretty darn good at yeah. down there, right? <laughs> yeah. So now, now that you've uh, set the Harrison record, what, what goals do you still have left for you uh, this year? I just want to stay consistent with my times, try and stay under uh, 16 minutes, and uh, just I'd like to make it to state again with my team like we did last year for our first time and uh, just have that experience again. Does anybody else in your family run, or are you just the the, the only runner? Uh, we pretty much all run. Uh, my mom and dad both uh, ran at Purdue. Uh, my older brother's running at uh, IPY, and then uh, my younger siblings are also in uh, cross-country and track. So have you beaten dad yet in one of these, uh, your 5K, you you beaten dad yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's let me tell you something. As a father, that's like the that's the that's a moment right there. That's a moment where you realize you've crossed over and uh, your kid's better than you. It's it always takes a minute. So take it easy on him, all right? Gayla Williams, he's a Harrison Raider. By the way, w- when I say you're a Harrison Raider, what does that mean to you? Um, well, uh I guess I mean it's a pretty big school, but um being part of I guess when it comes to cross country, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a smaller group within that really big school. So it's just having that like uh, good team camaraderie and just uh, being able to have fun while working hard with uh, everyone around you. Well, congratulations, Caleb. You are our athlete of the month. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Caleb, and a uh, big congratulations to him on being our next Athlete of the Month. Don't forget, if you want to nominate your favorite athlete, uh, you can do so. Just go to 1017thehammer.com, click on Athlete of the Month, and tell us who and why they need to be next month's Athlete of the Month, thanks to State Farm Agent Trent Johnson and Texas Roadhouse of Lafayette. Uh, we continue with our football talk. Coach Shane Fry and the Westside Red Devils with a 73-7 win at Benton Central last week. It was uh, delayed thanks to the rain. Played and finished up over at West Lafayette. That's the final coach. I got to ask, when you're playing that type of game, you're playing a team against Benton Central that has been struggling, uh, what can you get out of that game exactly? Yeah, we we got a lot of guys in the game. A lot of a lot of guys got playing time. Um, we switched some guys around uh, up front to give guys different chances to play. Um, you know, different positions on the offensive line. Uh, also, we got a running back uh, back that was able to get a couple carries that uh, you know we weren't sure we would have back quite this quick. Um, he made the most of it. You know, two carries, uh, I think, 50 yards and a touchdown. So um, we got to see a lot of things that. Uh, uh, you know, just kind of how the game unfolded, we were able to do. So um, it helped us. How do you manage that time, by the way, in, in a game like that? Is there a, a strategy to doing? I mean, how, how much time do you feel like you have to get your starters in uh, versus uh, how much you're going to let those backups play? Yeah, we'd like to get our starters at least a full half. Um, however, if, if it gets out of hand, um, you know, we'll start uh, piecing some guys out at some point in the second quarter um, and then, you know, our JV team plays the entire second half. That's the way we've done it so far. Um, you know, obviously we've been fortunate enough to be on the, the winning edge of, of this uh, mercy rule. Um, and so we've, we've had a little experience this year doing that, and that's, that's been our philosophy. Nice little test for you guys heading into this week. Uh, the number one team in 2A is the Lewis Cass Kings. They're 6-0. and uh, A pretty good defense, it seems like, out there, too, only allowing uh, about 10.2 points per game. Uh, they gave up 20 to Western, 22 to uh, Pioneer, and then everybody else is a touchdown or less. 
So uh, in prepping for the Lewis Cass Kings, what have you noticed on film about them? They've got a really strong football team. Uh, their senior class is outstanding. They've got uh, athletes. They've got linemen. Uh, they've kind of got the package that, that, you know, when those guys are seniors, which they are, that, that's going to be a strong team. And we've kind of seen it coming um, with them. Uh, they pretty much all started as sophomores but kind of took their lumps a little bit. Uh, last year they were a lot better, and this year so far on film from what we've seen, they're a, a really good football team, and we'll have our hands full Friday night. We're excited for the challenge. And there's the opportunity, I mean, there's the possibility, too. I, I would say a likelihood that you're going to see them again in two more weeks, right? I mean, the Hoosier crossover, because uh, I, I don't know that Tipton and Western, I mean, they could win out, but I, I don't expect Cass to uh, to lose out on that schedule. So is that something you have to be mindful of in the way that the game gets played, uh, that you might have to face them again? Not really. Um, we haven't looked that far in advance. Uh, I don't even know all the tiebreaker scenarios or anything like that. I know they're undefeated in their division. We're undefeated in our division. So, you know, that could match up in week nine, but we're not going to do anything differently in week seven. Um, we're going to play our game and we're going to try to be able to stop them. And we're going to try to be able to move the ball on them and, uh, you know, whatever happens, if we do play them week nine, then we'll be able to make adjustments from our week seven game. That'd be a couple of really good uh, litmus tests for you guys heading into sectionals. Uh, how important is it for you to have one of those games on the uh, back, uh, maybe like quarter of the schedule to, to prepare you for sectionals? Do you feel like when you uh, have a quality opponent like that, 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 that does more for you heading into sectionals? Or would you maybe, I don't want to say prefer it, but is, is there more of an advantage to having a uh, a squad where you can maybe rest some of your guys in that second half? We want to play the best possible competition uh, we can in order to get ready for the playoffs and to be peaking at the right time. Um, you know, we've done it different ways. We, we've had games where, you know, our, our end of the year ended up not being as strong. Um, we've had games where the beginning of our year hasn't been as strong. It, it's been different almost every year. Uh, I, I haven't really noticed a benefit either way. Uh, no matter who we play, we it's about us, and we have to continue to get better. And that's that's our main goal. We're, we're working uh, on ourselves, uh, not really worried too much about our opponents weeks one through nine. Then when the playoffs start, you know that's when it, it matters, and that's when your winner go home. So uh, as long as we continue to get better, um, it doesn't really matter what teams we're playing. How has uh, the injury bug been treating you guys? I know this time of the year, a lot of people talking about, a lot of guys dinged up. Uh, how's the overall health of your team uh, been up to this point? Not too bad. Uh, it seems like our JV team right now is pretty banged up. Uh, we've got a number of guys out, um, not long-term, but a number of guys out. Uh, Varsity-wise, uh, you know, Nolan Jacobs, a running back who's um, kind of been dinged up all season, got a, got a few carries in the scrimmage and has been out since. Uh, he came back. Friday night, like I said, two carries, and it looks like uh, he'll be available. He practiced all day yesterday, um, so we're going to continue to get him in the mix. And uh, He's a heck of a running back, so we're excited to add him to our offense and, and see what happens. Tough road test for West Lafayette up at number one in 2A Lewis Cast this Friday night. Coach, I always appreciate our talks. Uh, best of luck this week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Really looking forward to that matchup between uh, the Red Devils and Cass. And, and again, a team because of the crossover, uh, Cass would have to lose this one, and then they'd have to lose the following week, and then we could be in a three-way tie in that side of the division. And, and as Coach said, and I'm the same way, who knows how that would uh, pan out. But to be honest with you, I really do think Cass will win that last week and have to face Westside uh, one more time. I believe that game at Gordon Straley Field for the crossover. We're on that side this year, so... Uh, yeah, that would be interesting, and I got to think that you have to take a little bit in mind. You don't want to 
rub anything in anybody's not, not that anybody does, but uh, you know, you want to be conscious because you got to face those guys again. You don't want to wholly embarrass them because uh, you never know what's going to be like on the rematch. All right, we continue. we got one more talk to do. Ken Frahiger and the McCutcheon Mavericks with their first shutout of the season last week against Richmond. Look, I know Richmond isn't the best of teams in the NCC right now, Coach, uh, but, you know, I don't care who you play. It's Indiana High School football. A shutout is a shutout. Uh, your team getting their first one last week. Congratulations. Yeah, we absolutely agree. I mean, we, yeah, and, and you say you say it's exactly right. I don't care who you're playing, when it is, where it is. Uh, you shut somebody out in high school football. That you've, you've done something good. Now we, you know, the Kokomo game. We thought we played very well defensively too. We gave up three scores, none of which were, were on a defense. So, you know, you know, from a defensive standpoint, you know, of course, I coach defense. I mean, we that, that's that's our that's kind of our second one where we, we felt like did you know we we played very very well Friday night. I know that. You know, we talked about this last week where Kokomo, Logansport, Richmond aren't the same as Garen, West Lafayette, and, and, and Lafayette, Jeff. I mean, we're talking about two of the highest scoring teams in the entire state. Right. But at the same time, it seems like something has clicked for you guys uh, lately since September the 13th in Kokomo. What is that, or do you feel that as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I think you and I talked about this last week where, you know, confidence is, is a scary thing. And I don't care what level of football it is. If your kids start start to believe that the things that we're doing in practice, the things that that, that uh, uh, they're doing in games are starting to work and, and, and you start winning, I mean, w- once you develop a little confidence, uh, you, again, you play a little harder and everything just kind of falls into place. So uh, our, our kids are very, very confident right now. And, uh, I mean, since the Kokomo game, we've we played very, very well. You know, you brought up your offensive line play after week three, too. You said you just got to get a little bit meaner in the trenches. Do you, you feel like you've seen that swing now in the attitude of the point of attack? Well, it's, in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. I didn't think we played very well Friday night. I thought I thought uh, Richmond kind of handled us up front, to be honest with you. Um, our, our kids are so long-waisted. I mean, you know, we, we've got uh, kids who are six foot eight and kids who are six foot six, and sometimes we do a poor job of arching our back too early and, and allowing a defensive lineman to get underneath us. Uh, and we did, we did that uh, you know uh, multiple times Friday night. So yeah, we got to get back coming out with a flat back and and uh, then arching our back when we finish blocks. But uh, they're getting better. I mean, the whole team getting better. I mean, it's just it's just a state where uh, you know we're doing this in practice. Um, we're seeing carryover in the game, and you know when kids start to see that kind of stuff, it's fantastic. Uh, here's a great example. Friday night we, we do a, a nine drill. Everybody, everybody, everybody in America does it. Purdue does it. We do it, where we just do one on ones, and it, it's it's a it's a ten minute period. You get three or four reps, and we move on to the next thing. But Friday night they threw a fade, and, and Cole Gingrich looked like he was doing a nine nine drill. I mean, he was he was underneath the guy, took over the route, ball, you know, put his hands up, knocked the ball away. I mean, just you know, said in film, I said hey, that's exactly why we do that drill. So. Um, you know, like I say, when things like that start to work, it, it, it's very, very good for our kids. It's a funny thing that I look at the stats here. Logan Sport, I think Mason Douglas had six whole, like, passes the entire game, and then, you know, he turns around, throws for a couple hundred yards this game against Richmond. What's that say about your offense now that it seems like they're building a little bit of versatility? You guys can attack through the air and on the ground now. Well, yeah, I think we can do both. We've, we've, got, we've got very skilled wide receivers. Um, again, we're a little faster than people give us credit for. And, you know, we missed, I mean, we missed three or four guys who were wide open Friday night. So, you know, for, for him to come back and, you know, like he um, threw to, I guess, I think his ball was in the air for 65 yards against Richmond Friday night when we threw one to uh, uh, Garcia. 
I mean, he's got a tremendously strong arm, and you know, sometimes trying to get him, they, they take it, take it easier, kid. And he does a great job of having a nice little touch pass scenario for a touchdown. So, he, he's learning every day. Uh, he really is, and, and he, he accepts coaching. Uh, he wants to be good. So, I mean, he, he's just a fantastic kid for us. Coach, we saw Harrison Clayton and I did uh, last week, uh, and uh, they looked mighty impressive yet again. Uh, you talk about speed. It seems like they've got that uh, in a couple of places there, too, on the outsides. But uh, a very capable back in Amari and Dixon. What are some of the things that you're picking up uh, watching Raider tape? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. They've, they've got great speed on the outside. Uh, number 25 for them is, is their, their wing back. He's tremendously fast. And their fullback just runs like a man. So, you know, for us, we our goal is we've got to, we've got to slow down the fullback and, and, and make, you know, Make their quarterback beat us, and uh, you know we know the Kanoi kid, great kid. I mean, great kid, and he's got some big targets on the outside. So you know, we've got our work cut out for us Friday night, no doubt. I feel like we talk a lot about their uh, offense over there on the west side, but I mean their defense. They've got a couple of defensive ends that'll come after you if your offensive line's not uh, on point. I got to think that's uh, that's something that scares you guys when you look at the tape. No question. That, you know, last year we went over there, and, and their defensive linemen basically controlled the game against us. So. Uh, you're exactly right. Their defense has played very well. They had a shutout Friday night as well. Um, in fact, I think last two games they've had shutouts, so or maybe three. I don't know, but they they're they're playing very well. Like I say we're gonna have a workout for us Friday night. No no question. It's for the sword. It's it's an actual sword. It's got the links on it and everything. Tell me what's it uh, what's it like to play for that one, and uh, what does it mean to your program when it's sitting in your trophy case and not Harrison's for the year. Well, it means a lot. I mean, we've had we've had the thing. I think uh, got five of the last six. I think I don't know. I mean, they won it last year, and I mean that's you're right. That's that's something that we don't have sitting here. Um, and when it's not here, I mean it, it it's a big deal. Um, sometimes when it is here, you kind of take it for granted. So uh, we won't really talk much about that till Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, it's it, it's hard to talk about on Monday, Tuesday, and and be high as a kite for an entire week. By the time Friday gets here, you're exhausted. So. We'll start talking about that Wednesday night, maybe a little Thursday, and then uh, by Friday we'll, we'll we'll have them ready to go. That's a good point. I was going to ask you: I, Does does practice have a different feel to it during the week? Do you have to try to like calm them down a little bit earlier on in the week because they get pretty excited about this game? No, I, you know, like I say, I think our practices are pretty good, and our our goal practice is to get better. Uh, I don't care who we're playing; I mean, our goal is to get better. So uh, we'll find some things out of film today that we think we need to improve on. Um, and those, that will be our focus. It won't be Harrison. It'll be us. And, and we think that if we, if, if we do things right, then we got a chance to win every, every ball game. Ken Frahiger, leader of those McCutcheon Mavericks, uh, getting ready for the Sword Game. Uh, they'll be hosting that here on uh, Friday night, a game you'll hear on our sister station, 98.7 WASK. Coach, you know we always appreciate the time. Best of, le- uh, best of luck with practice this week. Hey, thank you. Look forward to seeing you guys Friday night. All right, big thanks to Coach Frahiger for being on. As always, Sword Week is this week. And, of course, we'll have that game for you Friday night on our sister station, 98.7 WASK. Myself and Clayton Duffy on the call there. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to tune that one in. That's going to do it for the uh, podcast this week. Our apologies to uh, Coach Brian. They couldn't get him in time for the publish of the podcast. Uh, But we'll get him on next week. And uh, we'll go around the county, talk about the biggest stories and more. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. We'll see you next week.